Southern Vanguard Radio, this is DJ John Doe, and to the right of me, the absolute right of me, not the left, that means it's a very special night, Meeks. Yeah. It's the right night. To the right of me is my yeah. man, Cappuccino. <laughs> Eddie Meeks, people. Good afternoon. Mr. Meeks, Good how evening, are you, my friend? Sir. I'm well. I'm well. You look well. Your beer can matches your shirt. It does. This is how we doing it now. <laughs> this is how we doing it now. I think we're gonna take a picture. Coordination. Of that. <laughs> That's the only way we're gonna get a a a, 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 a distributor. A, yeah. A, to sponsor us we or start us. matching the beer. Yeah, we got to start yeah. doing pictures and shit with what we're drinking. So All maybe we'll good. actually get a sponsorship. So uh, anywho, good Pimping to see you, man. at its finest. I'm chilling, man. Beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful weekend here, hey, man. Today. Let me let me tell you something. This weather right now. That we're getting, Banging. y'all better enjoy the shit out of it because it's gonna be hot as gorilla balls in about a month. Whew, man, it I'm is. talking about it's like 70 outside right now, dude. And I uh, think we, it. I think it was 70 all day today. Yeah, man. My uh, my youngest, uh, my daughter needed a cardigan this morning when we went to church. It's crazy because I mean, it's it was cool. 50 degrees. Because it was this 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta love it, man. Can't beat it. Yeah, man. So uh, let's see here. Before we get down to biz, uh, let's uh, tell these fine people uh, about the show. If this is the first time you're listening to a Southern Vanguard radio interview session, uh, because you're a fan of the gentleman that we have uh, in studio with us tonight, I might mm-hmm. add, um, we do this every Thursday. Uh, as long as the interview sheet interviewee shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, Meeks and I don't have a life-altering event and we have to cancel. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, we do this every Thursday, and on Tuesdays, we actually drop a mix show. So every Tuesday morning, you wake up, hot new mix show, hour to 90 minutes, Meeks and I popping shit, having fun, uh, and just playing the latest and greatest joints that are out. And then uh, we set you up for an interview on Thursday. So make sure and go check it out. Uh, we've got about, I don't know, some 150, 160 hours of content out since January of last year. That sounds about right. Uh, last year, we had our last week, we had Ninth Scientist. Uh, mm-hmm. The week before that, we had Lord Finesse. Correct. Uh, in 2016, you know, DJ Eclipse, um, John Robinson, all kinds of, uh, you know, good shit out there for you to, um, you know, fill your commute you know, with or, um, you know, if you're just lounging around on a Sunday afternoon. Man, you know, Donald Trump hit me up today about an interview session. I hung up on that fool. You hung up on yeah. it. I, that's exactly what you should have done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without Fernie, <laughs> any further ado, to the left of me, yeah. actually, in studio, J57. Yes. What? What's the deal? Dude, what are you doing in the lab with us right now? I'm here, man. I walked here from Brooklyn. You walked here from Brooklyn. I walked Brooklyn. here from Brooklyn. It took me a minute, but I'm here. And boy, his feet swole. So I've been here all week, people. Got his feet up on an ottoman and shit. For real. Got you, ice packs out. I'll tell you what, yeah. They're hurting from that, from that walk. It was so, a walk to remember. No so how movie. did that work? Was that uh, a map on Google Maps? or um, No, I MapQuested. I used oh, MapQuest. Map and printed God it out. Damn. Printed it out. Yep. I'm surprised I you got here. I brought it back. It took me two years. And guess what? I have a USB filled to the brim of unreleased material. Oh, we might do something with that tonight. Filled to the brim. Filled to the brim. This might just be a J57 mix show this week. I mean, instrumental projects that aren't out. Oh, yeah. All right. Joints from an album where I rap. I'm with it. All right. 
Just joints. Let's I'm do it. it. Let's do it. I Hell can't yeah. wait. So, Jay, how are you, my friend? Great, thank you. What's new? Man, you know, uh, I'm enjoying the weather over here, though. I know you're saying cardigan talk and all this, but yeah. I mean, to yeah. be honest, it's better than what I was feeling in New York. You know what I mean? So it's it's really right. dope. I like the weather here a lot. Um, I'm very afraid of that the gorilla balls uh, weather I was told about. Just hey now. man, look, <laughs> but uh, it's coming. Just <laughs> mark my words. Okay, I believe you. I believe every yeah. word, and you know it's good, man. You're, really you're gonna walk outside one day if you're here for for the gorilla balls weather. You're gonna walk outside one day and immediately want to reshower. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just gonna call you immediately and be like, "Yo, <laughs> this is what you were talking about, right?" Meeks, yeah. gorilla balls. Yeah, like, out of the blue, I just call Meeks. Tell him. So, uh, gorilla balls weather, and he's just like, "Yo, yep. remember that?" Told you. <laughs> the only way you can feel better about gorilla balls, Atlanta, a weather in Atlanta is to go to Savannah or further in oh, South of Georgia. No. Worse. Now that's oh. that's not gorilla balls. That's like elephant balls. Weather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. That, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that. So. That is rude. Don't do that. It's like being right at the equator. It oh is. wow. Yeah, exactly. Well, you ever been? You ever been? Been to Florida yes. this summer? Like going okay. to like I got family in like Orlando and shit. So oh there you yeah, go. that is. shit is crazy. Yeah. Been there yeah. in the summer. It's, it's very crazy. crazy. Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 man. So yeah. I could imagine. Have you <laughs> praying for Atlanta Gorilla Balls? Weather? There you yeah. go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Jay, you're um, doing some work here in the A. Yeah, I man. saw you at Salem Psalms. Yes. Uh, Shout to AJ. Yeah, absolutely. Shout T- out to AJ. For let's, sure. let's kick it off with that. What's what's going on with that? That was cool. That was dope, man. Uh, yeah, AJ. Like that was all set up through the homies at Dead End Hip Hop. So shouts uh, to that yeah. whole crew. Okay. They're they're awesome. Beezy and all those. Guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Young Beezy in his prime. Yeah. So the whole the whole team. Those are the homies. Like really great guys and. You know, they, they, uh, I was talking to Rod and BZ and actually, no, and, and every, the whole crew, I was talking to mm-hmm. all of them about, I'm like, yo, if you, um, they did an interview with me that hasn't come out yet. And it's all of us talking and it's great and it's going to be dope. And I was like, when we leave and I was like, yo, honestly, if you guys want to do some shit where I'm like making a live beat or whatever, let's do that. You know, video content for your site. And they're right. like, all right, cool. Week later, they're like, yo, let's do this thing for machine masters where you're making beats using their sounds. And we got a studio for you to go to. And that, brought in you know aj with his studio which was awesome cool and he was great to work with right. and we hit it off and we recorded beats all day that i was making out of these sounds and then everybody left and we drank a ton of bourbon and then i recorded a verse for another album but that's a whole nother story cool yeah yeah cool cool, cool. good man good and good, i'm gonna good. definitely be back to do some more work so dope dope well man it's it's, it's dope to have you in you know in oh. studio we don't get to do very many of these most of them are over the phone yeah. Um. So, uh, th- thank you for you know taking time out to thanks for to having hang me. Out yeah, I appreciate it. I'll be back, man. All right, dope, <laughs> so, dope. I'll be back. So, um, I was kind of as I was doing the prep and Meeks, you, you, you'll you'll notice that my prep for this interview was probably a lot longer than a lot it's, of preps. It's thorough because this motherfucker is so goddamn it's prolific. Thorough. It's thorough. <laughs> Dude, as a matter of fact, salute, I, salute. I, I, just, I mean, I just I think I figured out why he calls himself what he calls himself. Oh, okay. He yeah, did, he did just, the- just looking at the government. Oh, okay. You're on the Wikipedia? Yeah, it's, dope. it's dope. It's dope. I appreciate it. Yo, like shout out to Audible Doctor. He gave me that name. No doubt. Shout out oh, to Audible really? Doctor. Yeah, I used to go by J Logic. And then when we started our group, Brown Bag All Stars, we were about to drop the record, the CD, I mean. And 
uh, somebody wanted to sue me for the name and I didn't really care about the name anymore. I had it uh. since I was 16. I wanted to change it. So I had like four days to come up with a new name. Uh. And he goes, yo, go buy your government name. I looked up the government name. Somebody had that name as in like the UK or something with big producer in the trance world or something like that. Oh, I'm, wow. like, uh. I'm like, well, that's another lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my government name. Yeah. I'm like, let's something else. I need something else. And he goes, just go buy J57. It's no bullshit. It's all you. I'm like, I love it. September 08 on. Boom. That's dope, man. Could that really so, be a lawsuit if that's your, your government name? I wonder, though. Oh, man, they can sue you for fucking anything. <laughs> right? Man. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. you can get sued for fucking anything these days, man. Yes, probably. I guess it could be. I mean, think about if you were Kanye West, if that was your real name, let's just say, which is yeah, right. really not a good chance of that. But <laughs> yeah. if you're like, I'm an artist named Kanye West, you know you're getting sued no matter <laughs> what. off the so, top. He trade, nah, you know, he, so I guess it's co- copyright and trademark shit, probably. I guess so, yeah. By, yeah. Chris, by Chris Jenner, you're getting sued. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes all right yes you are you don't want to fuck with her no. yeah right. oh her yeah you're right it, no what is it? oh no wait yeah, it is oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i got it confused for a second too you think about Bruce it's all good though and caitlin no i said chris oh man all right so let's get into the new shit man um there are a lot of things that uh, i mean again you put shit out it seems like once a week now so can you kind of level set what the priority is i mean you had a you had a uh, a solo album out at the beginning of the year yes um just before that you put out the project with con right yes yep right before the fuel Mm -hmm. fuel um and then you've had a smattering of singles things you've produced I saw a remix you did for the Scribbling Idiots that just dropped this yeah. week on Two Dope Boys. So, yes, like, sir. what's the what's the deal right now with you? What would you just wrap up, and what what are you getting ready to to to, to do in 2016 or the rest of it? Oh, uh, I mean, so yeah, you, you're right. I have a, I'm the J57 LP. That's a free album where I rap. It's my first album, me as an MC producer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every all the other projects with me rapping are the other projects are Brown Bag All Stars compilations and me getting featured and blah 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 but i never had right. a solo record like that so that's that one that was january and um then i dropped landmines ep which is instrumental and that shit was late march and then mm-hmm. i guess uh it's tough to say because i have so much stuff in the pipeline but i have the two things that are getting mixed right now are concept and j57 flight lp which is fire i'm so hyped about this nice and then we have jmo gang which is a group comprised of me raz kaz and el Gant. And uh, oh. and shouts to DJ Premier because he's like an honorary fourth member. He he's part of uh, he was today he was part of picking out our symbol, our logo, whatever. He was one of the you know us four together came up with which one it would be out of all the choices we had. So oh, he's really? he's, uh, he's a part of that you know just a part of that on some homie shit. Nice. So shouts to him. And um, those are the two things that are getting mixed right now. And I have okay. like a slew of shit that's already mixed that's going to be coming out. And a bunch of shit that needs to be mixed. I just haven't gotten around to it, getting gotcha. it mixed yet. So, gotcha. but a okay. lot of that stuff is in this little USB All right, right so. here. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, hear, we'll, we'll hear that soon. Yes. And you working on an EP with uh, Homeboy Sam, man? Yeah, we have a whole EP. Um, it was finished until he wanted to take our song "Speak Truth" from that, and and that's the last song on his latest album, okay. "Kindness for Weakness," yep. which is out now in Stone's uh-huh. Throw, which you definitely need to check out. Absolutely. So he dropped. He was like, "Yo, is it cool if I take this off our EP and put it on the new album that's coming out?" And I was like. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and I want to put Aesop Rock and Curious and Breeze Bruin to harmonize in the background for the chorus. And I was like, yes, please. Okay. Yeah, hell I've been yeah. trying to work with all three of them since I was a kid. Just let's go. I was yeah. going to ask you what it's like working with them, but I just got a glimpse of that. <laughs> oh, I mean, so, so, like yeah. I met Sand at Fat Beats like he, in 07, I think. He introduced himself to me and was like, 
he didn't even know who I was at all. Mm-hmm. He, I was the guy behind the counter of Fat Beats and he was being cool. And okay. So li- be linked immediately. I put a beat up on my MySpace that day, an instrumental track. He messaged me on my MySpace and goes, yo, I love that that beat. Can I use it? And I'm like, yeah, like nobody's heard it. It has like two plays. Let's go. Yeah. And that was the, that was Angels with Dirty Faces off his, um, his, ah. al- his yeah, off that album. And uh, The Good Son, uh, which is, I guess, 09 came out on Fat Yeah, that was kind of his breakthrough. Really. Yeah, that was yeah. the big joint. And yeah. um, so that was the first record we did. And then we did a ton of collabos and blah, blah, blah. He's all over my yeah. stuff. I'm all over his records. And we got that EP. Now we just need one more record to replace the Speak Truth one. And then that shit is done. Right. And yeah, shouts to him, man. He was on. Sandy's <laughs> getting a lot of burn right <laughs> this now, This man, man was just with Dr. Dre the other day. So yeah. good for him. Shit's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Ty Dolla Sign's tweeting that, that he, this man's his favorite rapper. Dude, I saw that. That's huge. I don't know where I saw I don't know if it was on I, yours. I posted it on oh, Instagram. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay, I'm I so saw happy that. for him. I'm just like posting all this shit. That's on huge, some, like, man. Proud, proud friend shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, but yeah. That, yeah sam's that guy like Ty i can hit him all signs cool, favorite rapper is homeboy <laughs> sandman you can't Where even write that? that shit you can't nah. write it does he know ty <laughs> no i don't think so are you shitting I don't, me i don't think he knows him no i figured that was some like la shit like i don't think he knows him i don't i don't like, think so I, I wouldn't think so either. I think he just got <laughs> Seriously. on. Seriously. Sandman's kind of like the new Doom, really. If you think about it, he's kind of yeah. not replacing, but I mean, yeah. like, he's like the new, out of the, the next generation of shit, he is the Doom of that shit in a sense, as far as the mm-hmm. avant-garde style, but it's very mm. likable and he puts out a lot of material and he's with Stone's Throw. It's like, and he's on a lot of people's radars because of the cool shit he does. At it, what, he does whatever he wants to do as yeah. an artist. Yeah. I know that for a fact. Well, honestly, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> this man yeah. doesn't care about rules. He's like, I want to do this and it's right. dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, honestly, it's really Stones for only hip hop artist right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I had that the, conversation the other day with somebody. Actually, yeah, that is yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, as far as hip hop goes, that's I think that's about all they have. Everything else is it's very other like, shit, which is fine. Dope shit. Yeah. 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 But yeah. like, he is kind of the guy, and he's shit, the guy waving the flag now. That's you yeah, it's big. Yeah, that's great. But he yeah. definitely fits in with Stones Throw. Oh yeah, I give him that. When Absolutely. he got signed, yeah. I was like, when that rumor hit New York City, yeah. And I texted him about it. I'm like, yeah. this is a rumor, but tell me. And he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I signed. I'm it like, makes sense. Of course you it did. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's Of dope. course you did. That's dope. I love it. All right. So um, let's see. So you met the two LPs you mentioned. Uh, oh, I have another album called We Can Be Kings. That's my second album where I like rap album where I'm rapping and shit. Okay. Um, right. That's completely done. I got I got a bunch of those joints for you guys. That'll come okay. out after flight. So okay. might be December, might be January of next year. Okay. I'm not dropping any of that shit till then, but you got the exclusives All tonight. Right, dope, and dope. uh All right. oh, man, there's so many other records. I'm I like albums that are done and EPs or that are being finished. And I don't want to like disrespect anybody by forgetting. But oh no, no, no. There's no, just no, so no, much no, stuff. No. And shouts to uh Damone Tyrell who did the the on the spot session with me at AJ Studio. We're doing a whole EP. We have like hey, what's up with that kid? He's dope. He's dope. He's okay. from Buffalo originally, lives over here now, and he, uh, he's he got a good head on his shoulders, man. Really? Yeah, okay. we got like two or three joints really? in the can ready that are nasty. And you had not met him before? <laughs> nah, man. I walked in, gave him a pound, and I, I thought I didn't know if he was one of AJ's interns or who the rapper was. It was like five kids sitting there, and they're like, Jay, good to meet you. And I'm like, oh, good to meet you. And then afterwards, he goes, I can't wait to rap on your beats. And I was like, or your beat or whatever. And I was like, Oh, you're the guy. Okay, cool. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what he looked like. I had no idea. And then the chemistry was there. Like immediately we saw eye to eye on everything Weird. we were doing. That's so random. It could have could have gone really bad, but it went really well. Yeah, right. It's going to go one way or the other. Yeah, usually, fifth, right? yeah there's no yeah, chance yeah. of in between. Yeah, yeah. Ew. So um, talk a little bit about the the LP with, with Khan. So this is a follow-up to the EP. Yes. The yes. concept, right? So, yeah, so we have Concept and J57, Fuel EP that came out November 20th of 2015 and uh it's out right now 
I, I love it. Every, eight joints, everything is crazy. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Every, we put our heart and soul into that. And yeah. prior to making that EP, we made an album called Flight. And Red Bull brought us out to L.A. to, uh, to create that album. And they gave us like a week's worth of studio time. And we had a lot of time to prep before that. So I was bouncing around different studios around Brooklyn and doing all this pre-production shit and whatever else. Went there, went to L.A., we did, we put everything together there. We assembled all the pieces and had, like, I hit up Brett Maddock and I was like, yo, do you want to do cuts on this joint? You know, we were building with him, started uh-huh. to at the time. Came through, laced cuts. We were adding keys there. I was doing, I'm, I'm rapping hooks on a couple of the joints. Khan's doing a couple of songs live on the spot, like writing it on some new beat shit that I was making. Oh, that sounds so cool. We kind of had it referenced and whatever. Yeah. And now we're, we spent uh, the whole time after finishing the, the fuel, especially. Uh, time we spent that whole time like kind of just finishing and fine tuning and tying up loose ends for that album and adding a bunch of new songs, cutting a bunch of songs, and now yeah. it's ready and it's being mixed and I'm fucking yeah. proud of that shit. So is he? Oh man, nice. yeah. hell yeah, yeah. The uh, the video, uh, the Goonie shit, right? The, oh the yeah, fucking uh, yeah. that was the place. That right? was the spot, man. Can- yeah. Cannon Beach, I think it's called. You see that video, Meeks? What, what, was the, what was the joint, Jay? Yeah, Concept of J57 featuring Hollis Porcelain. Yeah, so the joint Porcelain. That shit is like unreal to be there it's where you know the end of the goonies where like the, yeah, you see the, the ship, ship and all yeah. that hey you guys if if you will yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. hey you yeah, guys yeah. Yeah, yeah that whole shit like mix is gonna do an impression go ahead Meeks. you got no, young sloth <laughs> <laughs> you want baby ruse <laughs> sloth was the man though but... he was he was nah, superman i won't be, be impersonating <laughs> well that scene that that, that yeah. like that crazy shit we see the ships at the end and all that that was literally where we shot it like in that exact spot and wow. that was the director's idea who's from there the dude's from around there oh, in, like really? the portland area like an hour and a half outside of Portland, I guess. Yeah. And um, he was like, "This is where they shot the Goonies." Like, not even realizing how much that would meant to like mean to us. And me and Cosper were like, "We didn't even care about the treatment for the video." We're like, "Let's go, <laughs> let's go to Portland yeah, just and do roll. this. Yeah. Just roll, man. We'll do That's it." Yeah. So he yeah. had us at Goonies, <laughs> and we did it. And this shit is flying. It looks like thanks. the goddamn Goonies too, man. That shit oh, looks man. hot. They killed it. They killed that shit. Yeah, it's dope. Shouts to everybody over there, man. So, how do you know Concept? I met him. Uh, I just moved to Brooklyn, September '06. I, I was getting settled in. I started making beats after I got settled in and I went to Fat Beats and I was playing my beats and a bunch of cats were crowding around as I'm standing at the turntables playing my shit off my, my iPod or whatever. And Concept walks in, just some kid, and he goes, yo, man. And like, I'm talking, there's a group of people that I know. So it's like, you got to be a little bit ballsy to do this, by the way. Really think about it. Go into Fat Beats. And I mean, you know what I'm saying? And then like go up to some kid you don't know who's playing beats and He's there with all his friends. You're kind of in the lion's den. But he go, He was like, can you play some beats? Uh, can I rap over these beats that you're playing? I'm like, ah, good luck, buddy. Let's go. Because if he's bad, they're going to destroy him. <laughs> they're going to fucking slaughter this guy. And he was dope. Uh, <laughs> he's, I mean, you, you do the math on that one. He killed yeah. it. Uh, we immediately, like, I played beats. He was digging. He was actually on a first date with some girl at the time. Fun fact. That's where he brought her. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. This is so a this fact. guy is on a date with this girl, goes to Fat Beats. He brought her to Fat Beats. And turns it into what? A, pretty much a fucking impromptu concert over my beats. So, <laughs> so this either went very well for him it at did, the end actually. of the night. It went well. Or it, yeah. went, it went very well. poorly. It yeah. went well. Because he was dope. If he was whack, yeah. then she would have been like, I yeah. think I got to go study yeah. or some shit. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. the question is, mm-hmm. is he still with this young lady? Nah, they have long gone. The question is, is how many times did he run that game? All over New York City <laughs> and the rest of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good question. It doesn't. It doesn't no matter. Comment. That that night was magic. 
Those magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, I'll tell you, he, I played a bunch of beats, kind of testing them. Yeah. I was testing them and he fucking slaughtered everything. I get done playing. I run to the register to go to ring up some kid who's buying a ton of vinyl, which was awesome yeah. to do that at the time. And uh, right. I was like, yo, I'm like, what's your name, man? He's like, concept with a K. I'm like, word, write down your email. Let's work on some shit. Slowly but steadily, we started working on shit. And he was featuring me as a rapper. He didn't even use any beats for me at first. Oh, getting, really? Yeah, he was getting beats oh, from a cool. dude, a uh, dude from some country in the Netherlands. His name was Slark. That was the concept's okay. first producer. All right. And uh, he was just getting beats from that dude. And he's like, yo, I want to feature on this, feature you on that. And we were going over our homie uh, Belief's crib, Belief, the producer, uh, Jesse Shatkin, who doesn't really do the hip hop thing anymore. He does all of Sia's hits now in One Direction and all that. But we were going oh, up. Dang. Good, good move there. But, he, but he's still a hip hop head. I just saw him in LA recently. He's still a hip hop head. And he, uh, he was re- we were recording at Belief's crib nonstop. And that's what started the Brown Bag thing. Me and Concept recording at Belief's. I was already oh. recording at Belief's before that. And oh, we so you there. and Concept were really the genesis of Brown Bag. Uh, and I knew Audible before him and uh, Ihala and Element separately. And then Solcon later. It was like I knew everybody separately. But Ihala and Audible at the same time. Because we were all interning at the same time at Fat Beats before we all got hired and shit. Right. Okay. And then we brought in Oh, you had to intern at Fat Beats? You had to, to get hired. You got yeah. hired? Most people didn't get hired, actually. Fun fact. Really? They would hire a couple people a year because it was so cutthroat. How long was the intern? I had to do it for like six months. Some mm-hmm. people did it for like four years and never got hired. No shit. I would go there early and leave late, man. Damn, that is gangster you know what I'm right saying? there. And I was coming from Long Island. I was fucking round trip in four hours and... Getting there fucking mad early, busting ass. I was thirsty. I wouldn't go out and take a break. I wouldn't do any of that shit. Kids would be like sitting down, on, not even on their phone. It wasn't that era in 04, 05, yeah. you know, but like cats are sitting down. They're getting kicked out. You know what I mean? Like the, the dude managers at the time were like, you want to sit down? You can sit down over there. Get out. He'd kick them out. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to play this J-Zone record for this customer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was cutthroat. Are you shitting me? Cutthroat. Wow. Yo, but that gave me a workout that taught me shit. You know, I was about to ask, you missed those days? You missed that, that uh, whole that atmosphere? Was, oh my God, I miss Fat Beats all the time. Yeah. But I don't miss the I don't I don't miss me coming up through there because that shit was grueling. Okay. But uh but shit, I learned so much, man. My yeah. work ethics retarded because of that shit. Because of like of Eclipse yeah. and the, how they all instilled all this crazy work ethic in everybody that worked there. You but know? you had to have had that worth at work ethic already though. Because I, you I obviously did. got there and you're like, oh, this is how this shit works. All right, cool. I'm going to outwork everybody. I did. That was exactly it. So right? I, I had it, yes. But, okay. But I love that I had to keep to it because you don't get comfortable. And I'm like mad young at the time, like 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah. You get so comfortable, where does you know? the work ethic originally come from? Probably my OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit still sometimes. That's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I got to just be working and like, you know, that's why I like to be... Uh, cruising around different cities and shit because it's like especially like we were saying like I don't want cats knowing where I'm at because it's like I just want to work and then I get to be on my own like I my own schedule you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah I get to wake up do email fucking do you know what I'm saying just yeah. do it my way instead of being like knowing what's going people knowing what's yeah, going no, no, yeah yeah because I'm gonna work my ass off regardless until, that does not work well with OCD no nah, it doesn't like yeah. I was kid, like shit yeah there's many years where after Fat Beats where I was just like working from wake up at six in the morning and just beast out stuff until it'll work until 9 p.m. and pass out by 11 or 12. Yeah. Like pass out. You know what I mean? Yeah. For years. But that's why I have so much material. You know what yeah. I mean? Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I read an interview with you. I can't remember who it was with, but it said that your calendar is basically planned like every minute of your day oh is yeah, yeah. Planned. is that is that true or was it it is, was very true it changed in the past few months I, I, i'm not like that anymore but okay 
but it was like that for a lot of years. Okay. A lot of years. Was that conscious or was that just... Um, it was to get work done. Okay. That was literally... Right. Like, it was conscious in the sense, I, I'm like, how do I get... I mean, I still do. Like, if, if I showed you my phone, you'd look at, like, my Google calendar and, like, all the shit. It's like, I have to hit up so-and-so. To, if they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, shit, like, little things yeah. now. Before, it was, like, very, very, like, minute things just to get shit done. Right. And it was just checklist, checklist, da-da-da-da-da. Right. And it got stressful and it got uh, just a little too crazy. And overwhelming, I just, yeah. A little overwhelming. I yeah. kept up with it and I got so I got so much work done. I still do. Right. You know what I mean? So you found a happy medium between I finally that and, did. Yeah, yeah, it was insanity and now it's like normal. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it's That's not some slouch shit. Like now it's it's normal for somebody who still works their ass off. Okay. Before right. it was a little crazy. Right. <laughs> I'm glad that's over and I, nothing bad happened. <laughs> did did something happen that made you aware that like, hey, this is a little bit I need a Reel this back I've, a little I've had bit. a lot of people sit me down that are close to me being like, oh, you, have? you might okay. want to cut some shit out. Mm. You know oh, what I mean? Really? I've had okay. a lot of people okay. like that are close, like, you know, do that. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then like, I cut out one thing and then I pick up another thing to do. That's constant and right, working yeah. and working. Mm. And yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I'm really busy and really working hard and it's, it hasn't changed, but now I'm happier and I have like, I, I have no stress right now. Oh, good. For the first time in fucking years. Good for you, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm very grateful and very thankful for like the understanding of where I am, you know, as a human and all this shit. You know what I mean? So I've I've seen a few posts from you on social media about um, uh, being able to win at life or um, and how you hope and wish for other people. I really do win. I do. What does that what does that mean? Like what where's that coming from? Is this kind of like this piece you kind of. Um, I'm not as competitive as I used to be. I I, I okay. am I am competitive, All right. but I feel like I got I worked so hard and my skill level it's skill that's not something you're born with. Mm-hmm. I don't think right. You work at skill. I could be wrong, but like the shit I worked for, I'm like at that level now where I'm like, all right, I'm really like way further than I thought. So now I'm like, all right, I'm still competitive, but now I'm not like I don't wish anything negative upon people like I used right. to and shit like. Not not hardcore. I wasn't like a hater, but if somebody no, no, no. crossed me, I used to. I definitely. I'm Italian, man. You know what I mean? Like I used yeah. to be. Oh, yeah. well. I used to be on some like, oh, I fucking hope this guy never makes it kind of shit. Yeah. But now right. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let him fucking live. We're in right. different lanes. Right, right, right. He's right. not stopping my money. Right. He's not right. stopping my fucking dough. He's right. not stopping my legacy that I'm creating. It doesn't matter. You know right. what I'm saying? So, I do. I do actually wish the best for people. Like I really so changed sorry. a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? In that sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which I really appreciated that when I see it. But you don't see a lot of people say that publicly. Oh, I appreciate uh, that. You know, because you really I, don't, dude. I'm from the I'm from New York. That's the city of haters, right, man. Right, right, yeah. right. And I, I'm I New York. I'm a real. I'm a real New Yorker, and I always will be till the day I die, no matter what. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's all love for my city. But if you're from there and you're hearing this, you can't fucking say I'm wrong. Well, Jay, just do me a favor and do what you got to do to stay stress-free, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call Jay for some tips every once in a while. You yeah, can. I need them, too. Write them down. <laughs> I'll tell you. Right. I'll tell you. Dude, self-help book. Is it coming? I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. I've already thought of it. I thought of Have it like really? two years ago, man. really? I thought yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Living life the right way with Jay57. Jay57. <laughs> When I'm really popping, I'll do that shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be like, and on the back page, it'll be like, tips to drink more vodka and stay re- stay hydrated. You know, like shit like that. Let's be real. Or bourbon. This is good bourbon, by the way. Thank Very you. good bourbon. We try. Kona Creek. Down on that corner. Down I love on the it. corner, man. Uh, let's see. What did I want to ask you about? You kind of segue into, into New York 
and where you're from. So I kind of wanted to go there, but real quick, I yeah. don't want to gloss over it. The project with uh, Razkaz and El Gant. Yes. Tell us about that. Okay, so uh, I'm a part of a show, Rap is Out of Control, with uh, DJ Clips and the the homegirl Carla Keys, Sunday Nights on Sirius. And um, yep. we were, uh, you know, I've been a part of that since 09. And we were, we were just, we had our show and Razkaz was a guest one night. Um, it was, okay, so I did A3C this October that passed here. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brown Bag rocked um, um, DJ we- Revolution's uh, showcase because we signed to him. We signed to his label. He just started a label. But we, it's like not really out there yet. Gotcha. But uh, but it's kind of announced. Anyway. Well, Rev was at um, Rev was at the Daylos uh, show. Uh, who was he DJing for? Um, remember we were at that. Remember, um, yeah. fuck, who was he DJing for? The Licks were there. Oh word! And um, they just Cut made created some, a DJ for the Licks. Cut created um, a DJ for oh, the wow. Licks. But what was Rev there for? Rev was there for something. And he was talking about the label. Like I yes. remember this. ATW. It's ATW. Sony, yeah, through Sony distribution. Who else is on that? Uh, there's a there's a lot of people on the label. There's a lot of oh, people. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of good shouts to the Bodega Brothers. I know they're on there. You know what I'm okay. saying? Mecca, right. the homie Mecca. All right, dope. Nice. But um, so so anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. Um, what? So, oh, so I'm a part of the show at Eclipse. Yes. And Razkaz comes through the door. I knew he was the guest that night, and he brought Elgant with him, who I've known since. Uh, that's how I met DJ Element. I went to a Razkaz. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I went to Elgant studio session with my homie Undefined, who's a producer, a really dope producer, um, who was like a mentor-esque person to me back in the day. And I met DJ Element, who was Elgant's DJ back in the day. So, and then we started building from there. And Elgant and Razkaz walked through the door and I'm just like, what's good, blah, 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 because we were supposed to link at A3C, but we didn't. And we all just got back to New York that day and Razzy was in town for a whole week. He's like, he's doing his runs at Sirius. So he's like, yo, let's get up. And, and Gon hit me the next day and like didn't forget that we all said that. And he was like, yo, let's just get up, man. Me and Razzy will come through. So I moved out a bunch of time, had them come through the studio. I thought I was just going to do a beat for them to rap on or some shit. I, every beat I played, Razkaz was like sitting behind me and I didn't know. It was my, you know, my studio and shit in Brooklyn. And uh, I didn't know it until later. And I was told by the other people there, but he was like really feeling every beat. And I'm like, really? I'm like, shit, I've been a fan since like 96 so or whatever. Did you know him before this? Um, met him like twice really drunk backstage at once <laughs> at a Cypress Hill concert at Nokia Theater oh, two okay, years ago. Okay, and then right. another time somewhere else. And I'm like. You weren't that drunk. You still remember. Uh, no, not the Instagram <laughs> pictures. It's me, Apollo <laughs> Brown, and Razkaz. And somebody else. Oh, so and Eric Cohen. you had to actually be there, right? Like I was fucking shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> but the Instagram pictures didn't lie. Right. <laughs> that was Halloween or some shit the year it before. It is brown bag all-stars right. for a reason. For a fucking reason. <laughs> and long story short, man, Razkaz was feeling the beats. Gaunt's been my G for a lot of years. We had, a, we, have a, we had singles out together for mad years. And we just wanted to do a couple of joints. We drank a whole bottle of Jameson and recorded mm. two records on the spot that they wrote. And... uh they came out crazy, and when they left, they were going to premieres show that night or Static show that night. So it was a few days later that then after we had him on the show. That's right, Thursday. He was going to stat. They were going to Statics. I group texted them, boys. The the rough versions of those two tracks are in your email. Hashtag JMO Gang. I passed out. I was so drunk. I passed out. Eleven, twelve of night, whatever. Passed out. Next morning, I wake up. Group text blowing up from those guys. Yo, we announced that we're the JMO gang, all three of us, on Static Show tonight. And people were calling in asking about it. <laughs> and we're doing Prem Show tonight. And we're going to talk about it again. I'm like, what? So they went and did Premiere Show the next night and talked about it. And then we just J-Mo kept going gang. from there. Yeah. 
from where, where did I miss it? From J-Mo? Jameson. From oh, the Jameson. Jameson. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm slow tonight. I'm slow tonight. It's all good. Yeah. And then we just started doing sessions while Razkaz was ever, you know, when he was in New York, we just got in the studio at like a couple other studios playing beats and on the spot concept was there. He came in and kicked a verse on something and a bunch of people involved. Shoot. So That's we just dope. started something and then I did the producer thing and just fucking finished everything in the past couple months. Dope. And now it's nice. getting mixed. All right. All right. Dope, man. Very, That's... very, very pleased with how it's sounding. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you. You, you know mentioned, what? People... Uh, I'm sorry. You no, mentioned no, 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 one no, no, no. of your, your mentors, but I, I, I see here that you're also uh, mentored by, by Primo. Um, Assisted with some works um, as far as Nas, Sam Smith, uh, Ed Sharon. Um, I definitely helped him on some sessions with with the remixes he was doing for Cats and and, mm-hmm. and actual beats like Miguel and stuff like that and Joey Badass uh, Paper Trails and but I already knew Joey for years before that and um, how, how was the Nas that? shit with the symphony the Berkeley Orchestra. How how was that uh, helped out with the work ethic? Just uh, just being that close, working that close oh, with Primo. Shit, man, I don't even know where to begin. That man just turned 50 like fucking two months ago. Crazy. And he works harder than shit. Everybody. All these young boys. Half his here, age. Right? All of them. He work, and crazy. I work with a lot of kids in their early to mid-20s now. Yeah. And like more than I ever did. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like shit. They're nice at rap and those, a lot of those kids. But a lot of them, Joey Badass excluded, he has that work ethic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's, he deserves to be where he is. That is not a fluke. Trust me. I saw it before anybody knew who that kid was. And uh, but Preem, man, that's a guy who gets in the lab. Let's say he gets in at midnight. He's not leaving till nine in the morning. That's longer than somebody's real oh, like shit. shift at a job anyway. You know what I mean? For the right. most part, with no yeah. break. And he's right. beasting. And he's in the zone. And he's fucking working. You know what I mean? Wow. So that, that's just that guy. Okay. He's just, so dope. it's it's dope seeing that and being yeah. able to for him to be like, yo, record my cuts on a joint. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's crazy. How did you know Preem again? I How'd met him again? honestly. I met him through uh, back in the Fat Beats days. We uh, Brown Bag had a joint that uh, that was played at an, the AG, the OC and AG in store that we had. I wasn't there. I was in the studio with like half of Brown Bag. The other half were working at Fat Beats because we all worked there. And from that EP they put out uh, back then. Yes, that was it? we had show, their, and, show and prove or I don't remember it? the name, yeah, but yeah. we had that in store and Preem came through to show you know ah, show, okay, dope. To, you know show yeah. some love. And one of our interns, our homie DJ Dilemma, played the new Brown Bag record that just came out that day. Uh, while the store was closed and OC and Preem were just looking at all the records on the store and everybody was kicked out and all the interns were sweeping, putting away records. And somebody played a brown bag joint and both of them ran to the counter, which was Audible and Concept at the counter at the time. And it was like, what is this? What is this song? We like it. And they're like, it's us. <laughs> and I'm in the no studio. Yeah. I'm in the studio with like Soulcon and Element and we're working on like Soulcon's album, Soul Icon and shit like that. And they call us like after Preem leaves, they're like, Yo, they're asking about the joint. Like, we were geek. They got their oh. emails. Premier's like, email me this. I'll play it on the show. We emailed it to him. Uh, he never played it. He calls the store one time. I pick up, and he's asking me some question about, like, some credit from an album. He goes, yo, who's the producer on this? I played it on my show. I want to give, you know, credit, blah, blah, blah. And long story short, I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to this guy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Like, I was starstruck over the phone. Oh, yeah. And he goes, wait, you one of those brown bag kids? I'm like, yeah. He goes, Yo, send me that joint. Nobody ever sent it. I was like, uh, all right, no doubt. I sent yeah. it to him. <laughs> Nothing again. Nothing again. <laughs> and then Eclipse goes away on tour. And I'm a part of the radio show, Rap is Out of Control. And Preem filled in for Eclipse. So I'm like, we're not fucking this up. Uh, I'm burning this go. to CD. Yeah, in yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, I burned yeah. it to CD. I printed out the credits on a piece of paper that I printed. <laughs> all, you know, mm. OCD I, kicking in there. All day. <laughs> I handed it to him before the show started. And I go, 
it was a new song that wasn't out yet called The Agenda that I produced for Brown Bag. And I was like, here's a new song that's not out. I'm just handing this to you to listen to after the show, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know. I went to the bathroom. I was getting drinks for everybody. I was like the new guy and all that shit. It's serious. I come back. He's playing the joint in the other room before the show started. And I'm like, wait, why is he playing it? I thought he's going to play it later. And later on, mid-show, he stops and goes, he cuts the fader. He goes, yo, shouts to J57 and Brown Bag All-Stars. I got a new exclusive from them called The Agenda, produced by J57. Let's get into this. He plays it. Bloop. And I'm Ooh, like, man. life made. And then after he did a bunch of that kind of shit. Like, I could check out right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's it. So, shouts to Eclipse for <laughs> setting dope, that up. Man. And then Brown Bag, him fucking with Brown story. Bag and Fat Beats and all that. And just kept in touch. And then he, he would fill in for Eclipse a lot. And then he invited me to come to the studio. And I was like, yes, sir. I'll be there. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, man. I was like, damn, that's that happened. Dope, man. You can't pay for that, bro. You're right. Nah, you're right. Man. That's dope. Very that's blessed. Dope. Very grateful. Yeah. Very grateful. grateful. <laughs> Very grateful, man. So this, um, so so back to the to the uh, to the JMO Gang album will be out sometime in 2016. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, all right. We were we're all talking right now, all of us about what label and all this shit, and we have a good idea of two labels that we narrowed it down to that we think would be good and. I think once we get a couple more songs mixed, maybe no, we're at two songs mixed. Uh, my homie Tenacity is going to mix the other two that we just I just sent him right before I came here. And uh, he he's down with House Shoes yes. somehow yep. or something. Yeah, like? he's House Shoes go to engineer. He's also a really dope MC producer, and he's signed to Street Corner Music. So he's going to yeah, have his he, album. He did a. Um, I think he did. A, didn't he do one of the producer the gifts? Did he do one of the gifts? He or didn't. No? He mixes all of them. He, he, didn't, he never did them. anything, okay. but right. he mixes everything that Shoes puts out. Okay. Shoes gotcha. is his like big brother, and um, okay. shit. <laughs> and, and how do you know him? Homeboy Sam, man. Okay, Sam gotcha. was in L.A. cutting records for the first Stones Throw record, and I did a bunch of beats for that. And I think two of them made it on that album. And he recorded one of them at Peanut Butter Wolf hit up Tenacity. He was like, "Yo, can my man Sam man come through and record?" Blah blah blah. Oh, okay. And he came gotcha. through and recorded. And Tenacity supposedly really liked my beats a lot. Sam man said in an email. <laughs> And he goes, this kid really liked your beats. And I'm like, oh, I know who that is. I was like, I knew, who his, I knew his music and shit. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. He could hit me up and hit me up. Not even about beats, just to say I like your beats. And then I was like, wait, you mix? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, you want to test this out? And he did a, he, re, he mixed a remix I did for Cage, which was also another big deal for me in my life. Mm. And he what fucking- What joint was that? Um, it's called The Void. Okay. So it's Cage, The Void, J57 remix. Okay. And that ended up coming out years later. This came out like last summer or some shit, but I did it back in like 2012. Oh, really? I missed that, I think. Okay. It was just like a leak joint, you know what I mean? Okay. But uh, he did the Cage remix and he killed it. And I was just like, all right, this is my go-to guy from now on. He gets my drums. He understands what I want to do with my drums. Oh, okay. So he does all your shit. He does all my shit, yeah. Nice. Wow. Except for nice. me and Concept shit is Red Bull. The engineer's uh, James. I was going to ask you that. That's, that shit is Red Bull, but okay. otherwise it is all tenacity. Okay. Interesting. Because you can, um, I mean, because... Most of shoe shit is real, real, real gritty. Yeah. Like real gritty and yeah, grimy, right? And I, I feel like you're not as grimy as Mine's that. Mine's a little more polished purposely. Yes. And there's purposely exactly. grimy. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're right. And that's why Tenacity is so dope because he's very, very versatile. He's kind of like, he knows me personally. Like that's one of my best friends. So he's like, I know Jay. I know what he's going for. And he knows my influences from nights of drinking when I'm in LA or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where he lives in like, Whatever, yeah. and he overhears me just going nuts about Dilla drums, let's just say, for example. So make my drum sound a little more knocking, you know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah, he knows yeah. shoes, because that's like his big homie, and they chill all the time. So he's like, oh, he wants it to sound like a beat tape, some raw, dirty shit, right. some like Mad Lib sound, and let's just say maybe. 
So, yeah, that's that's so that's when you know you that. have someone special. Someone can that can really yeah. straddle and honestly do like the real gritty gutter shit justice. Yeah, and then be able to do like some cleaner, <laughs> bigger sound. Right, right. Bigger, cleaner. I mean, wider, those are, maybe those are bigger. You know. Yeah, those yeah, are, yeah. those those they're bigger beats. Like just sound. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. two different animals. Yeah, A lot yeah. of people could only do one. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, exactly. Right. And right, he's like yeah. a musician. He plays bass. He plays keys. Dope producer. So he yeah. that he he gets it, and him mixing the JMO gang shit makes sense, because I'll play you guys that JMO gang shit off the air later. But uh, long story short, some half of it is it's all huge, lush sounding shit, mm-hmm. but half of it is like gutter, like fucking ugly face and shit. The other half is very concept and J fifty seven sounding. Okay, you know oh, what I'm saying. Okay. So, it's, right. but it all makes sense in the soundscape. Gotcha. It's it's very gotcha. cohesive. Okay. So all he's right. bringing both worlds together. So this is like a new thing, like where I'm like, all right, I want it to sound big like me and concept shit. But it's got to be like some brown bag shit where it's like kind of ugly face, gritty shit. Right, like right, I want right. Prem to play that shit. You know right, what I mean? I want right, him to right, like right, that right. shit. Right. So. Right. Cool. Now you've uh, um, sorry, you definitely talked uh, more label talk than any other artists or guests we've had on the show. So by today's standards and with you doing so much music and having say your pick of labels, for lack of a better term, uh, what what would you say? that it takes right now to be in discussions with a label as, as far as like pressing and distributing your music right now? What, what are they looking for? Who's, who's checking for who? You know what I mean? I think it's um, uh, right off the bat, shouts to the homie Jim over at Soul Spasm because he, he's looked out a lot for everybody in Brown Bag, including myself. He's put out a ton of my shit, you know what I mean? So shouts to that man because he, he taught me a lot about all that stuff. And honestly, what I'm... What I gathered, especially like my first talks with major labels and stuff like that, were I think it was very late brown, like brown, like fat beats days. So like 2009, 2010, I was starting to learn that majors want you to have a fan base for the most part. They take nobodies, but if they think they could be big, but mm-hmm. they want you to have this fucking major, fucking huge fan base. And you're already you got the look and you got the sound, you got the all this shit. They just want to put the little salt and pepper on top of the meal you created mm-hmm. and everybody wins. You know what I mean? You get to the next level and they fucking capitalize off of your shit and they make you bigger. And they, right. you're going to sell way more units with all the visibility and the marketing dollars pumped in you. Let's be real about it. So I think everyone is now kind of doing that. Now they're all not, they're not many major labels, but think about those kind of labels. They're like, all right, this kid looks like he's grinding. He's got, his, he's got decent numbers online. I know that sounds corny, but that is a thing. And I don't fucking give a shit about any of that, by the way, myself. Mm-hmm. But, but that is some real shit that they're looking into. And they're like, they see that people actually care. I mean, we're in a time where people aren't buying records for the most part. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, physical records, yes, but digital, they're really not. And streaming, you don't fucking make money off that. We all know that. So it's like, long story short, they're doing what the majors were doing, but on like a smaller scale. It's more mm-hmm. scaled back. It's not like it used to be where you need, like, I mean, Macklemore, he could have been on a fucking major all day. The kid was the king of fucking Seattle okay. <laughs> and like the Northwest. You know what I'm saying? Like he had that meal for them to put in salt, salt and pepper on. And I know right. for a fact he was in tons of talks with all of them because I know the A&Rs who even told me that. You know okay. what I mean? And he ended up doing the indie thing, doing his way, and that's awesome. And then you got Sandman, who's on Stone's Throw, and mm-hmm. he had a, he already had a big fan base. And again, another one where they get to kind of they they got to kind of put the, the salt and pepper on the meal. So really, for that being too. A, a complete package is what's, you want what's happening right you now. You want to, yeah, gotcha. you want to. It's like I'm lucky. I understand the business end of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't. It's just something you're born with. You don't fucking learn that shit. You know what I mean? But it's like. You, it's you. Even if I knew this shit, I still could have like no followers on some shit. Nobody would come to my shows. Nobody would know my music. No one would like the music that could happen too. Yeah. So it's like, 
I worked my ass off and I fucking networked and paid my dues a million times over. So it's like anything that I have, I fucking earned it. And that's like the same thing. They want to find those people. They want to find the marketable people that everyone's talking about. And they want to get on that shit first before somebody else does. Gotcha. There it is. Yeah. So where do you pay dues now? Me like right now? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, so like nobody's going to come up in a fat beats anymore, right? (laughs) Uh, I mean, shit, me being in here, me being in LA, me being, I'm going to be in DC in a week. Method Man and Ray are doing a show, going to that, going to be building over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm making myself fucking visible. Right. I'm making myself visible. I'm being in these places and putting myself I mean, that's how I got the internship at Fat Beats. I was going from Long Island to Manhattan for these networking parties with a magazine called The Connects List that was out back in the day where, like, rappers, I mean, shit, we're talking 04. Saigon, <laughs> Saigon was new. You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah. Saigon was at this shit. Poison <laughs> Pen. I wasn't friends with him yet, but Poison Pen was there. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I brought myself there. I'd go fucking try to meet people, and then somebody linked me with somebody, my homegirl, Amore, who was working at Fat Beats, and she was like, yeah, we're looking for another intern. Do you want an intern here? And that fucking changed my life. So now I'm right, trying to put myself right, in these right. other positions in different cities because I've done that to death in New York. It's New York. I know it sounds weird to say, like I said off the air to you earlier, it's like yeah. the plateau there sounds fucking weird and wrong. But for my line oh, of I work. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think by today's standards, I mean, I, I think you have to be more versatile from a regional perspective if you're even really going to. I mean, I think that's what was such a power move with Sandy and going to Stone's Throw. Absolutely. You know how many more West Coast motherfuckers <laughs> just listened to his shit just because it right. was on Stone's Throw? Right. All day. Yeah, That and was gangster yeah. right it just there. just made that sense, that, that whole thing, up. yeah. Yeah so. yeah, so I love the idea of my shit right yeah. now. My paying dues is being in these cities. Like I was saying, my homie, like Belief, you know, Jesse mm-hmm. Shackin, who's doing major pop shit. It's like going over there, being in his studio and playing beats and my pop beats that are not even like the shit you guys know. You know what I mean? Right. And like just building and putting myself in that situation of being there and, he, and him being like, you, yeah. you want to do the pop shit and you, this is ready. You, you could do this. You need to be here. Pop is in LA. Right, mm. right. So I right. need to be in LA and I want to do, I want my shit to sound different. So I like being in Atlanta. I love it. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, I love right. I love the the 808 shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like Metro yeah. Boomin. I think that shit is cool what he's doing with the 808s and shit like that. And I'm learning and I'm understanding. And it's a lot of shit I already get, but I didn't really know that was, the, you know? So I'm yeah. I'm really bouncing around trying to learn. And yeah. that's all I could do for now. And then once I get to where I need to be, then it's like, I'm going to sit back and just do what I do. So you dabble right. with different sounds as well. I, yeah. I didn't know there was a pop side. And, yeah, no, that's um, it's not I see some in here, um, ambidextrous, uh, uh-huh. hip-hop, indie rock. Is is that um uh, is yeah, that a like sound gonna, you have? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I am yeah. ambidextrous, so I thought you were saying that, but no. <laughs> I'm like, that's a fun fact that you knew. Um, no, I say it in one of the songs. That's why I'm like, shit, you really did your research, kid. <laughs> we some gnar I'm like, are you gonna hand me a record right now that that I did in like 2003? <laughs> what do you think about so J57 <laughs> Nardwar? That would be some Nardwar shit. I mean, yo, the whole indie shit, like mm-hmm. indie rock and all that. Yes, I'm very into that. I'm I've been a fan, and uh, I have a lot. Yeah, I have projects, pro- multiple groups that are coming out. I have nice. yeah, I have Tiger Eye, which is uh, me and two of my boys that are indie rock guys, and they're hip hop people too. But like co-producing on the Fuel and singing hooks on the Fuel, like. You know, Andrew Thomas Reed and Joe Rogers, the Grand Concourse. Those are the two guys. So we're, we're, we're Tiger Eye and that shit is dope. It's like, okay. it's like Radiohead in Brooklyn kind of vibe. Oh, wow. 
Okay. The vibe. No one will what ever else, compare what, themselves radio, but I'm saying that kind of vibe. Then I got what other uh, sounds or, or genres do you have your hands into? Uh, I have. Uh, there's a group called Goldie Haunt, and Goldie Haunt is me and my homegirl Tiffany. I'm on. Uh-huh. The, I'm producing. That's a dope name. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm producing, and she's singing. And uh, she she was on the uh, the fucking musical once. So like there, it's like oh, a Grammy okay. award winning musical, yeah. and she's like a crazy singer and performer. And um, she wanted to break out from doing, like, the folk stuff and doing that shit and, and make, like, some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, make some shit. And, you know, that it's dope, man. It's really, it's really crazy. It's really crazy. And then I have Antics, which is me and my man, Jesse Mechanic. Jesse interned at Fat Beats back in the day, was a rapper. He was the first artist I ever produced back in the days from my town in Long Island and all that. And uh, he was, like, very influenced by, like, Aesop Rock and fucking Atmosphere back okay. in the day. So oh, okay. he was rapping like that style. And now he's just straight singing, but he can mm. still really rap. And um, so it's mm. kind of like, you know, like Beck's not, Beck doesn't have like a crazy voice, but he's got a cool style. Yeah. Jesse's, Jesse does have a good voice and he has like a cool ass style to him where it's a little infused with rap, kind of like Beck too. So it's like, he, they're kind of similar in a way, but Jesse's different, unique sound. And then my beats are just fucking tremendous, like the fuel sounding, but like, I don't know, like meets Adele kind of, you know what I'm saying? Wow, okay. Mm. So, Damn. and then I got like the Werewolves, my homie, Thomas Phenomenus, who he came up through Camuteo and Yak Balls and mm. Cage and all them LP mm. tour with them. And he's a lot younger, he got a lot younger than me. And he used to tour with them when he was like 18 and shit. And that, he was opening for Brown Bag back in the day at like Knitting Factory in the city and all these places. And we kept in touch. And he's like, he does like the screamo kind of screaming shit. And then he does a melodic shit. So we're making like pop beats and I'm rapping on some joints and he's screaming on some joints. And I'm trying to do all different shit that I like. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? So when you sit down to be creative, how do you decide what to do? It or tells do you me. Just let, you just it tells let it me, go? man. Okay, I made four right. beats yesterday. All of them were different. Like the first one, I made some funky uh, early 90s boom, super boom bap joint. And I'm playing it today. I'm like, listening back. I'm like, shit, I really, I might use this for my next album now. You know, I love it. Then the second beat was straight up, could have been on the new Radiohead, straight up. No, no drums, weird bloopy sounds and fucking. Huh. Then the third one was like super emo, but with big drums and fucking Sia could sing on that shit. And then the fourth one, I don't remember the fourth one, honestly, but I remember I made four joints that were all different and it was just whatever I was feeling at that exact moment. Nice. Huh. So were you, at what point do you, like as you got into production, I'm kind of jumping ahead here or jumping back and jumping ahead, but as you got into production early on, like were you always in a particular lane and then you you made a conscious decision to break out and be to do more kind of, I don't want to say experimental, but do different sounding shit. In other words, not just boom bappy, right. you know, hip hop shit. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give you like the bullet points of it. So I don't draw it out. Cause I've never really consciously thought of it, but this is how it went. Oh, three, I started making beats and up until Oh seven straight up boom bap sample driven, Fat beat shit. Fat beat shit. Yeah. Me dying, trying my ass off to be like everybody. Like, yeah. I want to be Mad Lib. I want to be P Rock. Yes, I want to be all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even want to be Audible Doctor. Like, he was right. he was nicer at that shit than me early on. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, a whole nother story right so, there. That motherfucker's nasty. He's nasty. And he's been nasty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to be like one of my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be like him, Mar- mm-hmm. Marco Polo, another one who I know. So, it's like, I was trying to be like yeah, them. No slouch there either. No, yeah. <laughs> Monster. So, it's like, I was trying to be like them, yeah. my idols and then my friends who were killing it. And nobody cared really about my shit at that point. So I'm like, I was working at my ass off trying to do that. And then I tried, and then I got into like Exiles production in like 06, 07. I tried emulating what he's doing and I didn't know how to do it. So I was starting to do sample free shit. 
And then I met like the head a and unit coming into Fat Beats and he wants beats. So I'm trying to make aggressive sample free shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just kind of fucking molded. And then I'm making yeah. experimental shit because I, I loved RJD too and Shadow and mm-hmm. all that. And yeah. then it just molded into me being able to play keys, teaching myself and doing the sample free shit that's aggressive and rap, like rapidly rap motherfuckers could kill. Right. And then also lush kind of pop shit. A lot of the fuel is in flight are beats I made in like 08, 09. Where, oh, I was, really? where I was trying to emulate Exile beats. Wow. And I even told Exile that the first time really? I met him. I'm emulating that I would have never called that. Because um, you know, I wasn't good enough to emulate fully yet. I was like right. learning. So I was like, I'm trying to mimic his fashion joint, one of those joints. And, yeah. and then you listen to the joint I did and you're like, what? Like that doesn't yeah. even sound like it. But now I'm at the point where I could mimic cats because yeah. I've been doing it so many years. But you made a sound by, by trying fucking, mimicking. Yeah, which I totally to recommend. Absolutely. To do for producers because yeah. once you get, if you get good at that, then you could just fucking do anything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's now I'm at a point where like I have all these singers in, in my, uh, you know, whatever. Like they're all just in my stable. They're there. And I, and I love all these different types of music my whole life as, as well as hip hop. You know, hip hop always being number one, but all these other genres. So I'm like, let me fucking let me try this shit out. And yeah. it's been going well. well. Right? Yeah. It's been going well. Like eight hours. So, session, man, a lot of people sessions. can't do that. A lot of people can't like bounce back and forth and it'd be quality. Shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can, it'd be, you know, I'm a lot lucky, of people man. can't do that. <laughs> I don't that. know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I just work. I just work and I just yeah, love yeah. all these different genres and I just pour out my emotions. Well, yeah, that's what it boils down to. You just, I love all that shit. Basically love music. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like Audible know. again, man, that he's phenomenal and he's like classic. I think he's classically trained piano guy and all that. And he could do all that shit. Is he, he really? I think he might. I know he. I know he's played piano since he was a kid, and huh. all, and like been singing since he was a kid, and like I never did any of that shit. And I'm like, I taught myself my own little gritty way of playing keys, but he knows how right, to play. Right, right. So like, he could sit down and make like some sample free dope shit. He does it for fun, but he doesn't like to really do it that often. You huh. know what I'm saying? Like he hmm. loves soul samples. He loves this. He loves that. So it's like I think to each his own. Like me, I, I'm right. bumping the Radiohead album heavy right now. That right, just dropped. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, I'm trying right. to make that shit. Right. And then I'll get bored of that and I'll play this other shit and I want to make that, you know? So yeah. he's like, I want to hear Gladys Knight. And I mean, he's, he's my example of a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of people, most people I think just want to do what they want to do. And I'm just like, I got too much going on in my head. I like all these genres. Let me just do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So That's it's like so. just an example. And again, shouts to him, man. You can do a lot of shit. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a uh, a family member that influenced you heavily musically? Like a... a- no dad mother sibling anything no. like that or no i think it worked out better that way because like okay i wasn't swayed in a way like you know like i always listen to music growing up you know like shouts to my parents because they always played good music growing up and um, like what um all different stuff like grew up on a lot of i love jazz it might even be my title number one with hip-hop for me realistically and always always listening to jazz in the car my pops always you know what i mean he loves that shits to this day and like so jazz and uh, like, you know, he also like Phil Collins, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like shit like yeah, that, like yeah. good ass music. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Meeks, Meeks and I were battling last, uh, last week on some oh, 80s shit on the show. Yeah. I ain't forgot, man. You tried to embarrass me, man. Yeah, it's all right. I got oh, some yeah. shit for you uh, tonight. Oh, oh, this week. Oh, all right. All right. We'll shit see. For you we'll tonight, see. this battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try me tonight, son. <laughs> yeah. Bars. <laughs> Bars. 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 <laughs> So anywho, Phil so Collins. That's and, it. I mean, like growing up listening yeah. to good ass shit. And then okay. my mom loved like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. So I'm always hearing good ass singers and just mm-hmm. good song making and not knowing any better. Like that I'm listening to good music for pop music and whatever. And 
All my right. first cassette tape was the monkeys as a little baby, you know? Wow, and, okay. and I knew every fucking word to that shit up to like go. seven, right. eight years old. So, yeah. you know, and then I got introduced to like rock and hip hop and whatever. But so I, that's the, that was my mute. That was my influence to music. Like my exposure, okay. I should say. Right. It wasn't okay. a family member. I had no, I, I guess like my grandma always, perf- like my grandma, on my dad's side, she always performed like, you know, like the little theater joints, like in the hometowns doing okay. that. Like, you know, at the church, I guess, or whatever yeah, it was. Okay. All right. And uh, shit like that. So I guess I had the performer thing from her, but nobody with music. And again, I, I think it's better this way because I got to explore. It took me a long time to get you got to come to into your shit, own. I got yeah. to come to my own without yeah. being like, my whole family's into, let's right. just say, gospel. So it's like, now I'm a gospel piano player. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, right. a lot of those producers that do that or that grew up like that are nice. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. but I didn't grow up swayed in a way. I'm like, yeah. Very open and re- and right. I could work with all different types of artists. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting perspective. Oh yeah, like your the lane or lanes that you're in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it took me a lot longer because of that. Don't get it wrong, but, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but it, it made me limitless. So what what came first, uh, uh, like writing or producing or rapping, freestyling, beatboxing? So okay. all of high all school, right. I was freestyling, beatboxing, and writing little shitty verses. Did you go to high school with anybody crazy? Like we always hear all these crazy stories about people that went to high school together. Nah. Or no, I mean, I mean, no, nah, like the kids who were older and shit that like graduated by the time I was in like I don't know ninth, tenth grade, whatever. They were like legends in my town for the like. Okay. They were like you know down with people and whatever, but um, Long Island so close to the city, so it's like right. They know this guy and they did a song, you know, whatever. But right, um, it wasn't like that. But I mean. First year of college, right out of high school, when I tried taking recording seriously instead of recording on my friend's computer on a busted ass little mic and on a four track, we were recording yeah, yeah, four yeah. tracks in my homie's little fucking basement and yeah, all yeah. my boom boxes. Yeah. I was doing all that, you know what I mean? The first studio I really went to was EPMD studio with my man Charlie Murata, who mm. was the producer and overseer of all the EPMD shit. Um, fucking Redman. That's not Fat bad. Joe. Like he was doing, yeah, <laughs> he was doing all that shit. And we're talking 2001, you know what I'm saying? So, like, okay. He had a little more time and what, you know, they weren't doing shit like that anymore. And that much, I guess. And me and my crew were in there all the time, just fucking recording. Like my man, Jesse, I was talking about who sings on that other group. Like yeah. me and him were in there. I'm, he was the first artist I produced. So this is pre, this is pre brown bag years before so okay. 2001. Yeah. Oh, brown bags. Oh, seven. Like when oh, we right. formed, okay. you know what I mean? Very, very beginning. Yeah. So okay. that was, that was my first, like nothing from my high school, but going over to, I guess, what was it? Brentwood. So going over there and fucking recording at EPMD studio with their fucking engineer and him being like, I'm playing keys on the spot <laughs> for my boy. <laughs> and he's like, this is out of key. And I didn't understand it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like doctoring up my beats, making them sound better. Like, not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even have beats yet. I started in 03. So it's like, oh, one. I, yeah. I, they were like little drum patterns and yeah. me beatboxing and shit. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. <laughs> Pick one. Um, freestyling or writing and why? writing because freestyle I, I used to beatbox heavy in high school like i was saying and i would i would like i wouldn't choke about free i would battle cats all the time and freestyling and i still freestyle but it's uh it's not as concise i don't like the idea of you can't make you a freestyle song can't be as good as a written song unless you're like super nat and that is or juice and that is shit that shit is like one in a billion. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, and Craig G. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's like three people. But, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, long story short, I, uh, and C. Ray's Wall is another one. So, four people. That's it. Unless you're those four, you can't do it. And I'd rather put my soul into <laughs> that, like my actual soul. You know what I mean? Pour mm-hmm. my soul into it and like have everything be concise, not on some uh, like perfectionist shit, but on some like, this is the best I can do. I want to do the best I can do. I want to be the best I could be without any fluff or filler 
it's like freestyling. You're like on the mic. I grabbed the FedEx. Da da da. Like you're just like on the mic. You're just saying like this callback shit. A lot yeah. of people do that. So I'm not trying. You know, I, that's why I pick writing over that. Okay. Just off that. So alone. how'd you get into producing? Um, my man Haiku, who was a part of my crew, um, with Jesse and all them. He uh, he was making all the beats, and he was like, "Yo, you beatbox." And he was coming up with these like dope thing, like drum patterns and shit. Like you should probably make beats. And he told me that for years. And then finally in O. December 02, I started going to his crib and learning Fruity Loops and Reason because mm, that shit was yep. new. That was Reason 1. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm not getting it. I don't get it. And by like February 03, around my birthday, I do remember that. I had like maybe 10 beats that were good. And I'm like, oh shit, I, I kind of get it. And I played it for Haiku, the one who was teaching me. And he's like, these beats are incredible. And like got me gassed. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes you is know one, man. Got me gassed. One. So shouts to Q. It's yeah. my brother. And... I was like, all right, maybe I can do this. And I, I was making 10 to 15 beats a day for like years. And then. So then you're like, fuck, I don't need anybody. I was just going I can hard. write. I can make beats. <laughs> oh, and I was writing horrible songs. I knew my songs. Were, <laughs> I had like a full album written and I was like, I didn't have the balls to record it. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I knew it wasn't good enough. <laughs> now I'm ready, but you know. Still. I got you. But that's, that's what made me want to make beats is my homie being like, you should do it. And then being like, all right, these are good beats. And then showing other people later. And they were like, wow, these are good beats, you know? So what was your um what was kind of your first what was your first official release then? Mm, I guess the first because we had so many things that that never came out. Is there anything pre brown bag? Yeah, yeah. Officially? Yeah. My I guess like on my on my MySpace page and shit, um from like oh six to oh eight, it was my group, um, TNK. Uh that was like our graffiti crew in Long Island and shit. And we just made it our crew, like expanded it. And um we ended up changing the name to uh, Kill World was the name of the group. And we had a joint with Sabak from Nonfiction. And, oh. uh, and it was on Sabak's mixtape because we never ended up putting it out. We were just working on our project and just we were just kids and we didn't know how to finish it. And we were being perfectionists and it never came out. Mm -hmm. So ah. I had that crew and those are my boys to this day. And I still make music with them, but like in different capacities, like I was saying, like Jesse singing now. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that was like... And I was J Logic, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't even J57, so right, it's a right. different ball game, huh? Ill, nice. So, um, was a uh, was Brown Bag kind of a um, uh, a natural thing, or did you like? Were you looking to form a crew, or like how did that end up happening? I mean, that the crew I was in that I was talking about, uh, everyone kind of wanted to not. They didn't. We didn't consciously say we're going to take a break or some shit, but we all kind of just started working on solo shit and whatever else, and and life shit got in the way so it's like less and less of that was happening and I was always going to that dude beliefs and recording and concept was coming through and we're working on shit and me and Audible Doctor wanted to be a group together called The Underwriters where we both it was our J-Lib where we were both rapping over oh, our beats okay. which we're finally gonna do oh, Man, years are. later we're finally gonna do it yeah. but uh, this year? yeah finally okay. yeah. Nice. we have all a beat right. tape that's coming out as The Underwriters it's just beats oh. So uh -huh. we only sampled 8-bit music and made like all these dope hip hop -y beats and shit. Okay. That's going to be coming out this summer. All and right. so it's like I was doing shit like that. And I guess uh, I became friends with Solcon. I thought he was really dope. Nobody knew who he was at all. Became, you know, and I was tight with Concept. Nobody knew him and that crew really. And then, you know, I'm going to Marco's crib and learning from him and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I just mm -hmm. kind of just kind of knew everybody individually and. I was like, let's go to Beliefs and record some joints. Mark, Audible Doctor. Mark, play some beats at Fat Beats, you know? Played a couple beats. We all picked these two. I picked, they picked two for me. Those were the first brown bag joints. We were just at Beliefs fucking train wreck drunk, 
there were mm. homies there that were interns <laughs> that we were friends with at Fat Beats who were on the first songs, like doing hooks, talking oh, really? shit. <laughs> and no, they're nowhere. I don't even. I haven't talked to these kids in like eight years. Some of them, you know what I mean. So it started out as just like a I'm fun. AJ fifty seven. I mean, I was there. I was there. Yeah, shouts to the homie Shua. Shua that's me. That's me. You hear that? Yep. That's me. And that's how the, that's how he talks too. That's, that's our homie Shua. Yo, that's me. That, I can see him doing that all day. And that you know that was like our little brother and shit. That's great. So that's how it was. We had like a million people in a crew called Brown Bag All Stars. That was just a fun thing. Yeah. Turned into dope. a group, and we started getting shows and started going ham with it. You know? That's dope, a dope, dope name. Dope. That's a dope name too. That's one of the doper Thank crew you. names I've heard in a while. I appreciate that. I I, I could uh you know I I can really appreciate. The multiple meanings that come with the brown bag. Mm. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, sir. No doubt. All right, Meeks, what else you got, man? You got anything um, else here? I, I, I'm like all I over know. the place I mean, right now. I don't I'm, know where I'm it's, at. It's so much, man, but I'm, I'm, at, I'm at this one spot. Okay, so it's a known fact that I no longer have cable in my house. I despise the shit. Oh, where is this going? This is so interesting. I'm real, I'm real Netflix heavy right now. Can I pull up Ninja Cop? There we go. Oh, there we go. That's oh, my man. That's my man right yeah. here. Can I, can I find oh, Ninja Cop on Netflix? <laughs> Thank and you. And what did you have to do with Ninja Cop? Oh, my God. All right. This could go one of two ways. I could either tell you the truth. Or I could just pretend like it's a real thing and be like this avant-garde weirdo actor, child actor. I'm not good enough at lying, so I'm just going to tell you the truth. All right. Basically, my best friend growing up, Thomas Gilberti, shouts to him, saw that I had a Wikipedia page and decided to troll me and get somehow get himself verified, got into my page and wrote that. Because as little kids, we were, I'm talking eight years old, we, we made, we had like my mom film us in my basement playing a thing called Ninja Cop where I'm the Ninja Cop and he's the bad guy or vice versa and we're karate fighting and doing all this shit. Uh, and it was embarrassingly hilarious. Okay. And one day back in like January, somebody, my dad emailed me and goes, I think Thomas got into your uh, Wikipedia. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, just take a look at it. I'm scrolling. I'm like, what? It's all the same. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, so proud I finally have a Wikipedia. You're right. I'm like, what do you mean? And I scroll down and I see that. That he says, like, J57 came into his acting foray in a role, starring role in Ninja Cop. And I'm like, I cried laughing so hard. I was like, I'm not even going to try to get this taken out. I'm going to leave it. Just leave it. I'm just going to fucking leave it because it's you that should. good. Okay. It's that good. I'm sorry I asked. I'm glad you did. It's bars. Oh, man. It is bars. I'm kind of disappointed a little you, bit because I was really hoping you were, you were hoping in it was on Netflix. Man, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember if Jackie Chan was in this shit or something. I was like a little kid in the movie or some shit. Yeah, oh, that's that's like, good how one. old was this motherfucker? Like do. three or four years old when right. he was in this motherfucker? Because it was only back then that there would have been a movie called Ninja oh, Cop, right? Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. This is pre-Beverly Hills Ninja, by the way. This right. is years there before go, that. Like, I was at least 12 when that came out, or 11. Right after so, RoboCop. This right. is exactly. Yes. exactly. Right in between. You know, it was a gray area. It didn't It didn't take off. That's dope. Jackie Chan. That's dope. Oh, oh Lord. Well, that thank was awesome. You, Meeks. Yeah, hey, thank you, Meeks. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I, it, it's a lot of stuff, man. That, that was one, awesome. That one really that stuck out to me right there. I've been looking at that shit since earlier today. I was like, You're like, what kind of, oh, kind of human is man, this guy? What no doubt, human? no doubt. <laughs> Oh shit! What about uh, touring, Jay? You gonna go on the road here anytime soon? Are you doing spot yeah. dates? Like, what's the story with shows and shit? Yeah, um, we were doing a lot of me and Concept did a U.S. tour uh, 
almost two years ago. And then I spent all of last year, both of us just finishing the fuel. I was finishing all the other shit I was doing. He was also moved. He moved to the West coast for a lot of last year. Who's and, in, uh, a who, concept. Oh, he did. Okay. So we were just doing spot dates all of 2015 you know, all over the country and shit and Canada and stuff like that. And then now we are doing, we're, we're in talks with all these different tours from Canada to Europe to, uh, you, two different U S tours and all these, like all these are like on the table and they're being figured out now that all these records are coming out. So I wanted to, I really wanted to spend a lot of last year and concept too, for our endeavor, I wanted to spend all these years, like kind of tying up loose ends and finishing majority of these projects that I'm working on and all these different genres and not mm. leave all these people hanging. And also I want that shit to come out. Cause it's like, I hate hearing all these albums that come out 10 years after they were supposed to. And some That's people's buzz is gone and no one cares right, yeah. as much. And it's like, that used to, that was like disheartening when I was at fat beats and all these mm. guys I grew up listening to. It's like, here's the album from that group you love that had five singles that were huge. And then, the album came out in like 20, 2009 and no one cared. I'm like, that Fuck. happened a lot then too. And that's very normal and common and that's fine. So right. I, I was just like, yo, I'm like, we got to finish this shit now. So yeah. hopefully that happens. But like, long story short, man, we're definitely going to be doing the touring thing now. Okay. We're going to go back into touring. We were doing a lot of touring in 2013 and 14 and now we're going to dive back in now that all this, mu- this music is created so we could kind of fall back for like a while and be like, all right, these could come out. Cause we don't have to make anything new. Yeah. We still will, but yeah, you got it stacked up. You yeah, got it yeah, stacked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I was lucky enough to um, do a, a two week run with, with Chris some years ago, and uh, I like seeing people like uh, Yamin and Book. Uh, they've been out on tour. Uh, my man Dylan and Count Base D out on the road right now. Give us paint a picture for us for J fifty seven and Concept going out on tour. What are the Logistics like um, any horror stories from 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 being out on the road with you and cons like uh, I bet you have some horror stories promoter oh, promoter some good stories tactics what what's 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 it looking like out there these days I mean me and concept we're not like little dudes so if there ever is an issue we're very happy to bring it to them and make sure we we take care of business number one you know what I mean yeah. I grew up scrapping I know concept did too. So it's like, don't fuck with my money. So yeah. that those days are beyond. They're gone. <laughs> okay. Those days are over because it's like they know not to do that now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that happened a couple of times in the past and we fucking got what we needed because it's like, it's not right. You know what I'm saying? What mm-hmm. cats are doing. Uh, long story short, fun fucking, fun stuff on the tour. I mean, the, the tours are, are a great time. <laughs> They're a great time. And like, you know, we did, it was two months, uh, that U.S. tour in 2014. And our homie, Charles Grant, who's a dope MC out of Madison, Wisconsin, he was the opener for the whole tour. And him, uh, he kept saying his boy and his girlfriend were on the tour with us. And they were like drivers for the tour as well. And they kept saying like, yo, they're partying like every night. Like they're going to burn out in two weeks and they're going to lose their voices. and They're going to get sick and they're not going to want to party anymore. And the, the classic quote is, boy, were we wrong. Because they just did two months straight of intense partying and not one person <laughs> got sick. I like lost weight. I was in great shape. I was eating healthy. <laughs> I like compl- it was it was bizarre. It was good for was, you. I'm drinking whiskey and vodka every night on my rider and fucking <laughs> eating like eating greens and eating like healthy shit, vegetarian for two months. You know what I mean? Like it was Rock the total star. opposite. Yeah, man. We did we found the medium. We we cracked the code. Cool. Yeah. So that's pretty much how we roll. You know what I mean? But like actually, we're not doing the McDonald's all day thing on the road like everybody does. Right, right. Actually right. getting yourselves to these shows and venues and whatnot. And giving it our all on stage. Like I should yeah. I should mention that. Like we tear that fucking shit the fuck down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we put our all into it. Cool. So we cool. tear it down. We we have fun with everyone. We're not nervous. We're not uh fucking scared. We're just like, let's have fun. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what they think. We're from New York, man. This is we're from the city where we were coming up from 
all these people in front of us, their arms crossed, mm-hmm. being like, okay, wow me. In, in, yeah. their, in these crowds. Yeah. And right. we have to win them over. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't being forceful and angry to scare them. And it wasn't being intimidated. It was like, all right, well, we're going to have fun and you're going to feel it. Right. Best city, best it. crowd. Best city, best crowd for me? Yeah. Um, Ipswich, United Kingdom. Okay. That was, uh, we did that show on the, on the UK, Switzerland tour that we did in 2013. And my birthday is February 6th. And on the night of February 5th, which is my dad's birthday, shouts to him again. Uh, the night of February 5th, at midnight, it was my birthday, and we partied till 10 or 11 a.m. Uh, oh. UK time, so which is really like 5 or 6 a.m. our time, Eastern yep. Standard. Jesus. So that was awesome, and the crowd was sold out. It. There's people down the fucking road listening and shit I saw. I was like, this uh, is that's crazy. Wow. So that's, that's my favorite. Nice. That that's is my dope. favorite. Nice, nice. You done Japan yet? No, not yet. I would love to, and I can't oh. wait to. Okay. One day. Australia? Uh, I was in Australia a year ago uh, working with my homies, the Fundamentals. They're a big hip hop group over there. Okay. Um, you know, did some festival shit and working on records with them and all that. So, all right, cool, dope. I think I'm good. Make sure you got anything else. I'm this guy. I, we could talk all night, man. We really could. Yeah. Let's keep the bourbon flowing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are we gonna do that regardless? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. All yeah. right, Jay. So uh, let's tell these folks where they can go to buy your music. Most importantly, where um, uh, you hear that theme uh, regularly throughout our shows. So if you could let Pretty them know big where on they that. can support go these people, to support yeah. you and your music and your crew, and um, uh, you know anything else that you'd like the people to know. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. For real, like this was dope. Absolutely, <laughs> this thank was a you, fun man. Interview. You guys are awesome. And I've already heard a bunch of other shows before this with Eclipse and Skiz and yeah, yeah, yeah. other people I'm fans of. You know what I mean? Cool, Good. cool. So, um, I mean, for, to buy my music, iTunes, J57, letter J, number five, number seven. You know what I mean? Just, right. just look that up. There's nobody else with my name, luckily. So There's not. No. <laughs> cool. Exactly. So I yeah. monopolize that. And uh, no anything doubt. there, just pick that up. I promise it's good if it's on iTunes. Uh, like I wouldn't put anything whack on there. Yeah. And uh, my site is J57music, spelled properly, just music, J57music.com. And that really just forwards to my band camp so you can check out my music and see what I'm about. You know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. check, you know, check out shit on like YouTube as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that I produce for other people that I can't put on my own sites legally. So like stuff for like Method Man and Joey Badass and Homeboy Sandman. And oh yeah, Method Man. We didn't get into that. Well, we just did. You did. Damn. <laughs> you just there did. It is right there. So there it is. Purple Tape. <laughs> Method Man featuring Rayquan Inspector Deck. Purple Tape produced by J57. Yep. Out In now. the video, everything. In the video, yes. Watch the video on YouTube. You know what I mean? That's dope. And Dope joint, too. Thank you, man. Yeah. Sure. Dope joint. So long story All short, right. that's what it is. All, All right. right. Cool. All right. Southern Vanguard Radio. J57, thank you very much, thank sir. You, thank sir. you, It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here in the lab. No doubt. It doesn't happen very often. We get to have an in-studio guest, so thank you again. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Uh, we have some more bourbon and some more beer to drink, so Please we're, we're going to handle that. Okay. And, um, <laughs> you know, stay tuned, folks. Meeks, All what right. do you say, man? It only gets better from here, Pimpin'. It really does. <laughs> uh, the rest of 2016 is looking pretty damn bright. No doubt. All right. Southern Vanguard Radio every Tuesday, every Thursday. Yes. SoundCloud, MixCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitters and Instagrams and Facebooks and all that shit. Yep. 
He's and, getting. Uh, he's looking. He's getting he's ready getting to go. Idea. Yeah, he's yeah. getting ready to go. Watch him. I love records. Everyone does. It's all right. You have a good it's record right. collection, man. Yeah, everyone does. Watch uh, him. Watch when, him. When Bus Crates was here last time, uh, uh, Jay, he uh, he actually pulled down that little blue uh, portable record player there and pulled out uh. his SP four hundred four and made a beat right here on the floor. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn near infamous. Yeah. So, uh, it goes <laughs> that's awesome. It goes down. That's awesome. That, that has an eighth inch out. So oh, you can actually. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So anyway, that's a, that's a whole nother Fun thing. Fact. All right. So, and also, people, you could check out this interview session on Return of the Boom Bap. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All our affiliates. Yeah. Return of the Boom Bap Radio. Soul Public Radio. Uh, I am Classic Hip Hop. ATLHipHop.com ATLHipHop.com Shout out to A Dot. Absolutely. We are the Southern Vanguard. All right, we out of here. Peace. Peace. Peace.